The dead dive. What, Captain Hollister? Everybody's dead dive. What, Todd Hunter? What, Selby? Not Chen. He's dead dive. Everybody is dead. Everybody is dead dive. Hello, welcome back to Everybody is Dead Dave, the Red Dwarf Review podcast with myself, Phil Hawkins, and my co-host, Adam Martin. Hello. I am the long-term fan since the 90s, <laughs> uh, not quite since from the beginning of the show, but, you know, I, I, I was very young at the beginning of the show, since the 90s. Adam is the relative newbie. <laughs> always been, will be the relative Always newbie. the relative newbie. <laughs> and we've been going through the show... Uh, episode by episode with a few specials thrown in and we've got another special for you today because we're looking at the body snatchers yes yeah and this is the second of the what would you call it like the storyboard missing episodes maybe yeah it's kind of one of those ones where there was a script for Mm. it and it never got recorded so they have done for the dvds and for the blu-rays and things they have done a special feature where they've got chris barry to do to effectively narrate it do some of the stage directions and you know it says like he says there's it says when the it cuts to the yeah on screen and all those sort of bits are in there but also he's just doing the voices of everyone yeah and doing the script and they put that to a storyboard now i think this comes this i mean chronologically this cut this was first because this existed as a script before the show even started filming. This was yes. one of the earlier scripts of the show, in fact, and was used in the audition process, I believe. Oh, is that so? Yeah, that when they were auditioning out. people. And originally, according to the wiki that I'm reading, anyway, you know, take Wikipedia yep, of entries course. of a pinch of salt, obviously, but this was the script that they were using when they were uh, considering uh, both Alfred Molina and <laughs> Alan Rickman for the roles of Lister and Rimmer, respectively. Do you know what? I could I could potentially see that. Alfred Molina, Alan Rickman, I think, it seems like an obvious choice for Rimmer, but Alfred Molina, that's a, I don't know. Here's I haven't seen much I, of him in his younger days. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I I mean, I don't think I've seen anything of Alfred Molina before he played Doc Ock. I think that that's the case for a lot of us as <laughs> so, well. So before he was in Spider-Man, I don't think I've seen him in anything. Or maybe I have, and I just mm. didn't, don't. I've got a Don't feeling he it. he did do. I might have read this somewhere. I've got a feeling he did like a comedy TV show at some point in his career. I'm certain I've read that. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's a good actor anyway. He could have probably done it. But yeah, very interesting. I've just I'm googling pictures of him in the 1980s yeah. <laughs> now just to see what he how's he like looking. In the 1980s. How's he looking? Well, there's one of him in a in a very fetching beret. Oh. Oh, very nice. Turned to an Alfred Molina fan club. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I read as well, just when we're talking about the preamble to Body Snatcher, that this, I think, originally was going to be the second episode of the show. At least it, that's what I read before it got bumped. And that absolutely makes sense with some of the stuff that happens in it and some of the dialogue that's in it. Yeah. It absolutely makes sense that this would be, okay, okay, they've fairly recently discovered that everybody's dead. And yes. now what's happening next. So that, that kind of makes sense. We have, of course, covered one of these things where they've had uh, storyboard images because that's what's mm-hmm. happening while we're hearing Chris Barry do all the voices and everything. We've got these kind of rough storyboard images. Some of them are quite good. In fact, they're quite detailed. I think they're more detailed in this one. than They were in the last one, I think. 
Know That's think. true. Yeah. The, the, I mean, because the other one, for those who might not be aware, was Identity Within, which was originally meant to be an episode from Series 7, I think. Yeah. Um, so despite that being from a later series, mm. that as, as in this format, in the storyboard format, that was made first as to go on the DVDs. Yes. And then yeah. this wasn't on the DVDs originally. You won't find this on no. the Series 1 DVDs. You'll only find it if you bought the Body Snatcher Collection which yes. had all the series in and, and this. this as an extra <laughs> Wait, sort of bonus. Yeah, and I, I read as well that um, b- this was, I think, 2007 when Body Snatcher yes. first got issued and it was actually um, Grant and Naylor, the creators of Red Dwarf, their first, because they, they came together apparently to or collaborated to finish this or get this together and that was their first official collaboration since their acrimonious split in the mid 90s that's what i i think it was from the red dwarf yeah. wiki or something but I think yeah you're right yeah so a lot riding on this you know we've hyped we've hyped it up i think quite a lot so yeah so what what we start off with with this is we start off with some snoring some really horrible snoring mm. is going on and uh, lister does not like this snoring. he's got a no he's got a, it t- takes a flare gun to his head and he's like on the verge of pulling it because he's so annoyed with the snoring. Um, mm. So we obviously assume that the snoring is Rimmer. Yeah, which seems very, I don't know, that seems very uncharacteristic for Rimmer, at least to I my did, I, view. Well, yeah, I did think that, but then I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe like everybody snores or whatever. We do, yes, that is true. Beyond that. And then, but we don't actually see Rimmer at this point. We get no. then it cutting back to six days earlier um, and we get Lister... Again, being woken up and kept awake, but this time by an alert and alarm. And it's Holly. I think Chris does an amazing Holly impression. I love oh, his it's Holly the, impression. You can tell he's gone for like, it's like a nasal thing, like to, yeah. to get the voice. And it just, but like you say, it works so well. That is like, that is Holly. That is Norman Lovett to a T. I mean, I think we said before, haven't we? But he just, he does all of the, um, he just does all of those so well. Emergency, emergency. Will all crew please proceed to General Assembly 4? This is a Class A emergency. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's a great impressionist, Chris. Uh, but I think his Holly is probably my favourite. Oh, God, yeah. It just... I, for me, as an actor myself, it, it's it's the way, as I say, he does like, the nasal part of it. For me, that just sells it completely. So the emergency alert makes him run all the way to the refectory, which is where he's been told to go. And there, waiting for him, is Rimmer, who is that basically doing a roll call of the crew because they've had this leak this mm. where it's killed all the crew and he's now going through the official procedures of doing a roll call of the entire crew. Yeah. This is what I mean by it feels like it's the second episode because he's like referencing the radiation leak as sort of something that is very recent and just happened. Yes. And now yeah. He's doing this. Yeah, I was just going to say that this was one of a few moments in this, actually, where I felt you could absolutely see this in the sh- in the finished show, like, as working as part of it all. Like, you'd, I can just visualise actual Chris Barry and, and Craig Charles doing this scene and it actually working really well. One thing on about, I guess, this whole thing, which I, I can't remember if I said it for Identity with it, because I can't remember if he did it. But, of course, in this, Chris Barry, like you say, is narrating, like, where we are setting-wise and all that and actions and stuff in the absence of, you know, proper visuals. But he also reads the stage direct, like, you know, interior or exterior. And 
part of me thought, I don't know, I kind, I'd prefer if if they weren't included because even with the storyboards, you can see right, you know, that's Red Dwarf uh, in space, or now we're. Do you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was a very personal nitpick. It doesn't necessarily make it a worse thing, but I would have preferred if the stage directions uh, like those weren't read out personally. That's fair enough. The one I remember thinking when they said interior morning the second time, I was like, is the morning relevant? Is, is the fact that it's morning relevant here? I mean, I suppose he's just woken up. So I guess maybe it, yeah. he had that in the previous scene. It, it, like the it, fact that they're still emphasizing that it's the morning. It's not like... It's not, I get, like, in the script, I guess it's to, to keep, so the actors know, like, okay, we're still in the same time frame here. Yeah, yeah. It's not, but it's not like you see the sun rising or anything in a ship, so. No, it, it's the, it's the, um, what is it now? It's like, you know, when they show the exterior, and it just goes, exterior, red dwarf in space, interior, and it's like, well, yeah, like, I, I know it's because it's a model shot or whatever, but yeah, just not, it wasn't for me, personal preference yeah. aside, but. When he's, uh, when Rim, no, sorry, when, yeah, when Rimmer is listing off all the, crew, starts listing off all the crew, we get a little repetition of the, um, uh, they're all dead. Oh, yes, yeah. Just, uh, just a little snippet of, and this time it's coming from Lister, he's the one saying this time they're all dead, trying to, like, stop which makes you, they're all dead. Which makes, it makes you think, were they going to make that, like, a maybe that you know they might have made that a recurring thing who knows we then get introduced to the cats the first time in this episode with mm. a scene that is pretty much then obviously i say lifted but it's not this is where it originates yeah and then later on they repurposed this scene almost word for word into i think it was confidence and paranoia um, okay. it, and it's where cat is going around going this one is mine this is mine this is mine yes i was gonna mine. say when that um, came on that felt very very familiar <laughs> yeah and then he goes something along the lines of like uh now i'm gonna find something to have sex with something like yes that. and you uh, can see like you said earlier that this part of this was supposedly used in um the audition process i don't know if they use cat but that whole cat bit before uh, Rimmer appears, or even when he appears, that whole scene feels like an audition scene. Not in a bad way, but you could easily, you know, just take that and say, right, you're auditioning for Cat, like, do it. Because that whole, this is mine, that can be interpreted in so many different ways. So I wouldn't be surprised if if we found out that that scene was one of the audition scenes, as it were. Yeah, for the Cat. It's not the last time we'll get a scene that feels like it's hearkening to something that they ended up using as well. Like they take yes, up a bit of yeah. this and repurpose it into the series. Obviously, once they decided that they weren't using this episode specifically, they then decided to sort of, um, what's the word? Um, no, no, I was going to say rip it, something, rip it apart. What's the word? Uh, salvage it. For yeah, parts. yeah. Salvage like it salvage, parts. That's the one. That's yeah. The, that's what I mean. <laughs> um, to, to use in other areas. So we get a bit of repetition um things that we're familiar with now you're just quite yes nice. absolutely lister wants to get rid of rimmer clearly he's already yeah. really annoyed of him he's had you know, making him up waking him up in the morning and stuff it's not on it's not on. no and there's I, I think there's moments in obviously it's been a long time since we've seen series one but i think there's moments throughout that series where he feels like that as well or where he threatens it and stuff like that and i was gonna say the bickering between the two of them in the roll call scene that felt very series one. Yes. Like we've said, I mean, they bicker all the time, but I think we've said, you know, over time they sort of, we, you know, they earn that sort of begrudging tolerance or respect of one, you know, whatever. you can see their bond develop, but 
but you can tell this is a series one story because that's just not there yet at all. They're mainly just two people who are completely opposed to each other in nearly every way. Yeah, and Lister just doesn't really want to see Rimmer at all. I think he has one no. line about going like, look, the ship is five miles long. Just go away. Go- I'll yeah. see you at Christmas for like three yeah, minutes. Chris- Come around for Christmas. It. Pop around at Christmas for three minutes. And that's yeah. all we need to see each other for. Is that the scene where they're in the... Um... In the room where he's trying to watch the Muggs Murphy cartoon. Oh, yes. Is that when which he is, says that? Yeah, I think, I think yeah, which so. Which is the next and scene. And that's, that's, of course, uh, the character that's on his T-shirt. And we, mm. he's actually on his T-shirt in some of the episodes. It is. And um, I don't know about you, Phil, but this scene in the control room, even stuff, it, I, I felt it, it was a long scene, but the dynamic, I think, between the pair sustained most of it. Yeah. I don't know what you thought. Is this the same scene where Rimmer gets very irate? Yes. Yes. Kind of explodes. In yeah. About a whole thing about, was it? People haven't actually experienced death, whereas he has. And it's yeah, that whole. And how the officer class is rubbish and how they are. They look down on them because. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the maintenance people, because the maintenance people are scum. And he goes, hey, we are scum. And he gets, <laughs> he's got a real chip on his shoulder that he really gets oh, out. Absolutely. Of yeah. Me! Me! Not any of those good-looking, twinkle-toothed, overprivileged, academy-educated geeks who know precisely which knife and fork to eat a stinking artichoke with, with their gentleman's club smugness and their masonic handshaking arrogance, with their upper-class inbred golly-gosh self-satisfied docity. Me! Me! Who didn't have exam technique? Me! Whose parents had to scrimp and save for everything, which is why I was not 19 before I got my first super spy look round corners telescope. Me, who couldn't ooze effortless charm out of my hoity-toity backside. Me, Arnold, two pips and that's as far as you're gonna go, mate Rimmer. That's who Holly chose. Me, me. It's quite, it was quite a good scene, you know, really showed off uh, Chris Barry's Oh yeah, there, he 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 let loose. He was allowed to just go with that. Absolutely, that was really good. Um, Rimmer like also wants a plan. He wants to do stuff, not just like coast towards Earth. Three million years. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's like, well, you know, what we're we gonna do? We're gonna do an inventory and all this sort of kind of typical Rimmer stuff that yeah. Lister has no interest in doing. He just wants to lounge around and have fun. You can't blame him. Like, no. <laughs> but that, that again, I think, just highlights even more where these two characters are at that early in series one. Um, like, I think they're always opposites in several ways, but I think where we've, at the time we're recording this, we, we got to Back to Earth, didn't we, in our yes. series rewatch. And I think by then you can still tell they're opposites in many ways, but there are more elements where they're, they're sort of on the same page, if you get me. So it was nice to return to that, like the beginnings of it and just see how far away they were from each other. What did you think about the scene where Rimmer was teaching the Scutters to try and write and learn letters? I I thought, like, listening to, like, what happens, I think it had, it sounds like a great scene, but I think, obviously, and it's not its fault, but in in storyboard form, it just doesn't really work because, of course, it's still frames, isn't it? And it's what he's trying to get him to do is a very fluid thing. It's to write, isn't it? It's to spell properly or whatever. And um, I think had it been shot and we'd seen it, I think it actually would have been a really... It could have even been one of those 
maybe I don't know, like those iconic scenes people you know remember, like Rimmer teaching the scutters. But so it's a shame it didn't get recorded. So yeah, I liked it in concept. Didn't get to its full thing for me because it was a storyboard. But again, that's not that's not its fault really. But and when the scutters are rubbish at writing the letter A, he uh, Rimmer clearly is just so frustrated that he just tells them to fight. <laughs> Yes, yeah. So, just, tells one of them to beat him. the other one up, and yeah. then he's like, it's, it hits him. Yeah, but again, I think that could have been so funny, like, pro, you know, had it been shot, um, which made me, well, gutted in a way, because I think it's actually a great scene. Like, I think the comedy's really strong. It's just a shame it never got filmed, I think. Yeah. I mean, did you like the comedy of it as well? Or? Yeah, I think it could have been, yeah, it could have been quite amusing. Um, just, uh, I feel a bit sorry for the poor scutters being made to oh, fight I each know. other. But there you go. We do get quite cruel. (laughs) Yeah, we do get a mention of a certain tool that would peak to my ears and maybe yours, too, as a Doctor Who fan, because they mentioned a sonic screwdriver. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, (laughs) Sonic screwdrivers exist in the Red Dwarf world. They certainly do. And I guess at that time, you know, made by the made by the BBC, they probably could have gotten away with it. Yeah, well, I don't know what the uh, I don't know if. Don't know what the legalities of sonic screwdrivers are. I mean, it's a fairly generic description. Don't yeah, know you they, could, have yeah. they got it trademarked? I don't. Maybe not at that time. They probably do now, but maybe at that time, yeah, maybe it was just a, a random combination of words that could have been used by anybody and everybody. But yes, it was nice to hear a little little who reference in another scene. We love the talky toaster, but here <laughs> we get. Talky Radio, possibly the origins of Talky Toaster before it was then developed into Could a toaster. Be. He's now because it is a very similar voice as well. I don't know. If, obviously, this was recorded in 2007, so uh, I suspect that Chris Barry basically just took the voice for Talky Toaster and just applied that to yeah the radio. Yeah. Um, but it has the same sort of tenacious attitude to its services yeah. it's like ever so chipper yeah ever so chipper ever so demanding that you use it like, yes yeah at all costs at all costs <laughs> yeah did you say did you say carry on playing yeah music? I, no i, I, I didn't felt, i felt though that chris's voice for both that and then uh later the the medical machine i i would i thought to myself they might have sounded more interested i know this is just filling in a missing episode but it might have sounded more interesting had his voice been electronically treated a little bit um because to me like yeah i think the tones of like talky toast like you say are there but to me it felt it i mean it sounded a bit too rimmerish to me and that might sound odd because you know chris barry is chris barry he is rimmer but do you know what i mean whereas his other impressions are so distinct um so i I wonder if maybe a bit of electronic treatment yeah maybe i didn't really hear rimmer personally yeah, maybe it's just my ears, but um, not not in terms of like the accent or anything. Just like I'd, it's a really weird thing to explain, I think, with voices. But yeah, I think maybe a touch of electronic treatment could have. Because uh, I think Toasty has some, doesn't he? Like a smidge Probably, of electronic yeah. treatment. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Talking in the medical unit, I thought because this is the medical unit that Lister goes to when he wakes up and finds out he's bald, so he goes to kind of get a diagnosis yeah. from the medical unit. And the medical unit, to me, the voice sounded like. Moss from the IT crowd. I see. I mean, like, overnight, boom, it's gone. I see. Why? I want to know why. What's wrong with me? The machine makes some impressive sounding noises, then pings. Diagnosis complete. 
you are suffering from a medical condition known as baldness. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know so what that, you mean. That kind of delivery, that kind of... Yeah. Yeah. That kind of I love, I love the whole bit, though, when... He, like he finds it useless and he hits it once and then it says, "Oh, sorry, we're we're out of commit. This unit's out of commission. Here's some music and it's the same music from the Mexican Whistler or whatever it is. I found that <laughs> yes. quite funny. So, um, yeah. yeah, the anger towards the medical unit kind of starts when instead of giving him a prescription, it gives him a toupee. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of machine destruction in this episode. Like a lot of, do you know what I mean? A lot of anger yeah. towards a machine. So. But, I mean, you know, we all those, have our gripes with technology. Those machines need to get a better union. They do. They certainly do. But not on Titan, apparently, which is, I guess, mocking, like, the cheap the cheap tat you can get for real, you know? Yeah. Like, cheaply made and not very durable. Um. So, eventually, Lister kind of works out that his hair loss wasn't isn't medical. And no. that it, it's probably it's something to do with rumour. Uh, yes and because the hair is that's lying around it doesn't have the roots in it's fake hair no. uh, or something so he kind of works out something's up and goes to threaten rimmer with turning him off if he doesn't tell him what's up yeah and it, it turns out that rimmer is planning on building a body for himself yes yeah he, by he's... cloning lister yeah which is it actually i think is quite an interesting concept for rimmer um, yeah, because in the show, I it think, does like, make me wonder. Like, is he happy looking like Lister then? Because he doesn't, you know. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine Rimmer being happy looking like Lister. I mean, no. mind you, then again, in the body swap episode, he didn't seem to mind too much. So no, I mean, that's what I mean. In the show, they they toy with that idea, don't they? That Rimmer wants to like seeks his life again, and then I think ever since they grant him the um what is it the solid the solid light hologram status it's not well so far it hasn't really been brought up again you know cuz he's he's got form so it's different but yeah i think that it's a really interesting concept and the way um the way rimmer describes it as well you know like when he's rumbled and like his his ambitions behind it yeah i did yeah. like the fact that he's clearly he's clearly not a geneticist as we know he's a oh god no he's a chicken no. soup repairman uh, chicken shoot repeat machine repairman but, but he's like he has this vague knowledge that the human body is made up of 97 percent water and so he just has barrels of water as yeah. his first step make, make up the difference clone. or whatever it is yeah and he'll, he'll well, deal with the rest later and what did he say he read it from the the big boys book of cloning or something yeah, like that. That, yeah. that got a chuckle he wants to create so this is the other thing that didn't quite match up with um him wanting to use Lister's DNA and clone from Lister's mm. DNA is that he wants to create a race of Homo Rimmer. Oh God! <laughs> like Homo yes. sapien. Yes, um, the ne- the next evolution of humankind, yeah. but, but in, in Rimmer's it would image. Be, I mean, it would be Homo Lister. <laughs> it would. Which I mean, had this been like a two parter, um, they could have maybe explored that. I don't know. But one thing I wrote was that. This whole thing about, I mean, I don't know if it was one reason why it could have been scrapped, but maybe they followed through with this, like the whole thing of cloning and some of the technical aspects. Like, was maybe was this, um, you know, maybe they realized back then in 1987, 88, was, was this a bit too ambitious, especially since the show was, you know, starting out? Um, uh, I'm not, that's not confirmed, of course, but I just, I, I think it's a potential theory, you know. Yeah, and, and there's another idea that they come back to in the show later on here as well, because he mentions as well as having this 
race of Rimmers, he actually does say the word Rimmer World. Yes, yeah. So which that's gets used way later. In, used in uh, series five or six. I can't remember which one it is now. I want to say six, but that, yeah. that is off the top of my head. But yes, yeah, lots of lots of potential. And, and another thing that makes an appearance is what you know, like you say, Lister says, right, that's it. You know, I've had enough. I'm shutting you off. Um, and he reports for death in military regalia, which yes. does actually happen in um, me squared in me squared. Yeah. And I think I can't remember for sure, but a lot of the dialogue, like, you know, and he points out his medals. I swear yes. that's in the episode. That is, yeah. He goes yeah. like uh, long service, like two years, your long service, five years, long service. Swimming. And then the swimming bronze or whatever bronze, it was. Yeah. 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 So it was nice to see that some like, because we've said there are some influences, but it's nice to see like an actual full scene get used later because it's good. It's funny that he reports like this. Yeah. But unlike in me squared lister does actually turn him off he does Doesn't yeah beat him like he does with the other rumor in uh me squared but he does turn him off yes and yeah. asks holly to load up chansky instead but surprise surprise all the discs have been hidden by rimmer in the 10 minutes because he asked before he got turned off he said can i have 10 minutes and lister said yeah sure being generous <laughs> Which is a big mistake. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. big mistake. Because he used that time to go steal the discs and hide them so he couldn't get Chansky up. But there is one more disc, and it is Lister. So we get a hologram version of Lister. And this is another idea which they go back to, not with Lister, but again, with me squared, they use this idea with Rimmer instead in the actual series, where you get two of the same character, and then they go on to annoy each other a lot, which we get a very trunk... You know, that's the whole basis of Me Squared, the episode. But here it's kind of just like a quick few minutes sort of montage of them getting annoying. Yeah, annoying. and it is a bit of a quick montage. It is nice to see, though, that because obviously we see in, in when it happens in Me Squared that it's Rimmer, of course, who sort of sees all the flaws in himself and dries himself to that. But I, it's nice to see that happen to Lister because I don't think we get... We get it sometimes, but we don't often get Lister sort of, I guess, acknowledging the things that annoy other people. Do you know what I mean? So it's nice to see it happen here. And we go back to, this is where we go back to the opening scene and we find out that the person snoring, annoying Lister, is Lister. Is himself. Hologram Lister. Um, That's right. So we kind of ties in. I like the way that kind of, that reveal happened. It's a nice little moment. I think that would have worked quite well on screen, I think. Absolutely. But they they are like into full blown argument mode here and mm. to the point where they accidentally start a fire. Yes. And neither yeah. of them know where the fire extinguisher is because they left a note. They they removed the fire extinguisher or the no, the fire safety instructions. That's and just it, left yeah. a note saying basically smeg off rumor or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that. something like that. So he reluctantly well not reluctantly gets rid of the uh, the hologram lister because he doesn't he's worked out he can't stand him anyway but he gets rid of him and reluctantly brings back rimmer because rimmer might know where the fire extinguisher is mm-hmm. and he does where do, where does he find it where's the fire extinguisher under f isn't it or whatever under f in the bridge that's <sighs> it the fridge yeah <laughs> all f under sorry i had a complete mind black there f that's in right. the fridge f in the fridge because yes. uh, rimmer has decided to place everything based on its alphabetical placing. So all yeah, the F makes stuff sense. is together. I yeah. feel that's a great idea on paper, but then in practice, it just all falls apart. 
Yeah. So, but they... I think the, the scene of them putting out the fire, I think, again, like with the Scutter scene, had this been shot, I think this could have been a great bit of like physical comedy between the two of them. Because we know they're both really good at it anyway. I mean, all the main actors are. So, yeah, it, again, shame it wasn't filmed because I think it could have been really fun. It was funny generally, but I think it could have been even funnier had yeah. it been shot. And then it just cuts to the next morning and we get Lister being woken up by another emergency drill. Uh, and he has to run all the way to the room again. And it's Rimmer launching an investigation about the fire. Yes. And, uh, as he says, looking for somebody to blame and punish. That's the one. And true to form, he goes through the entire roll call all over. Yeah, he again. starts the names all over again. And it ends with Lister just banging his head on the table. Which is a very red dwarf ending, let's face it. Yeah, like that's a, especially in series one. Like that's that could have easily been. Yeah, and it feels that, like yeah. it's a well paced ending as well, as opposed to some of the endings which do just end kind of rather abruptly. That, yeah, oh god, I mean, yeah. Like if that had ended a scene before the fire extinguisher bit, mm. I would have been saying, "Oh, this ends just abruptly." Yeah, uh, this is a bit quick. This coder on the end kind of makes it. Feel yeah, like it's it works. Up. It makes it work. Yeah. 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 So there we go. Um, that is uh, body snatches. And yeah, an interesting so experience. Cool, I assume because he's trying to create a body from his DNA. Yeah, it wasn't what I expected because obviously you hear that name, you know, that science fiction golden territory about you know aliens or think other beings coming to take our bodies. So I thought it was going to be mm. you know something like that. They encounter a, an alien race, but. Um, no, it's just it's just Rimmer trying to being a bit of an idiot trying to clone himself. Yeah. Um, what did you did you have a favorite character? No, which do we usually do? Yeah, we usually do character first, don't we? Yeah. Favorite character out of it. I mean, we don't um, have many options. Here, I think but... it's hard as well, isn't it? Because I think we said the same with ident. Well, I guess identity within had a bit clearer, but obviously when it's storyboarded, it is. You could argue it's a bit harder, and Chris Barry is doing all of them. But I think for that reason, it's got to be Rimmer. Okay. Um, I think, again, those longer scenes where he's like, obviously, I know it's him doing it as well, but I think like when Rimmer loses it and the roll call and all that stuff, I think is great. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to Rimmer for this one. Yeah, same. Uh, for the same reasons, by the sounds of it, I was thinking of the like scene where he absolutely loses it and, you know, the, the coming in a military uniform bit, and yes, that, which I yeah. know we've seen in other episodes, in another episode already, but it is a good bit and... Yeah, I think this is a Rimmer episode, really. And oh, I think sure. he gets the, the credit there. Um, funniest moment? Do you have one? It's a really random moment. And I don't, I, I'm kind of ashamed at myself that I laughed as much as I did. But I think it's one of those, I think I've said before, you know, where it comes so left field, you're not expecting it and it catches you unawares. It's when they're in the like common bit of the ship where he's with Cat, you know, and Cat's swiping his food. And then Rimmer comes in and just goes, Oh look, a talking testicle, and I think it's because <laughs> how it's delivered and it's just so quick and abrupt. It just really, it really got a laugh out of me. So, yeah, uh, uh, shame to say it because it's a very, it's a very easy joke. But yeah, it got a laugh out of me. So it's got to be that one. What about yourself? Well, I think probably, and I don't know if I want to give it to it because it is a repeated moment that we've had in another episode later on. But I really like the bit where it with the medals, and he's just, uh, oh, okay. you know, yeah. like. He asks him what the medals are, and it's, you know, long service. Yes, long service. Yeah. Long service. Swimming. Swimming, yeah. <laughs> the bronze as well. Yeah. Bronze for swimming. That was a good bit. So that's my favorite. No, bit. yeah. 
What about marks out of 10? Scutters out of 10. This, how many scutters did this, you give it? It was hard because obviously, like we're saying, it's with it being storyboarded. Um, yeah, you kind of got to ju- you got to judge it on what it is, and, and yeah, not, you know, necessarily compared to an actual episode. I, I think I'm giving this a six out of ten. Um, but if I'm being honest, maybe had this been, I I think with the with the quality of some of the comedy that we mentioned, I think had they shot it and it had actually been an episode, I've got a feeling I would have ranked it a little higher. But um, mm. based on what I saw, because it's all we have to go off, um, yeah, I'd give it a six. I think Chris Barry always does a phenomenal job voicing everybody anyway. Um, like I said, there are some great scenes in there of comedy. The scutter scene, uh, the fire extinguisher scene. It's, uh, yeah, and just some some moments that I'm glad made its way into actual episodes. But yeah, I'm sticking with my gut. I'll go with a six. What cool. about yourself? I'm going to give it one higher. I'm going to give it a seven. I think mm. this has the makings of a really good episode. Um, and obviously it had some really good parts on that they wanted to cannibalize for later episodes yes. in it that were really funny. So I think it has a, a lot of potential in it. And I liked, I liked the script. I like the, I like the plot. I, you know, I, I like the dialogue. There's mm. not out of what there is. There's not much to dislike. And even if we're looking at the presentation we got, I think the drawings were more detailed and better than that we got with identity. Yes, thin yeah, and things yeah. like that. So yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. Nice, solid. Not All bad right. then. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Well, that's another one done. Uh, we will get to series ten eventually. I promise you. Um, <laughs> probably possible. Well, I don't want to overpromise anything. It may be next oh, next episode. It may possibly. Be, it may be another special. We're going to leave you hanging on that one. We'll yeah, find you, out do you know what? You'll have you'll have to tune in to find yeah. out the answer to that. You see. Yeah, but so. well, I promise you, we will get that. Um, in the meantime, if you want to catch us on anywhere elsewhere online on the socials and things, then you can catch. Yes. Uh, obviously, the podcast has a Twitter account, which is at All Dead Dave Pod. I have a Twitter account, which is at Culture Filter. Which is P H I L T E R. My name is Phil. Adam has a Twitter account, which is I do. Adam Martin A M T V. Martin's with the Y. And yeah, you can follow me there on Twitter and on YouTube as well, just as Adam Martin. Yep, and I'm just Philip Hawkins on YouTube. So look us up there. This podcast goes up there, as well as other geeky pop culture stuff as well. So do check us out on there, and do check out our merch store as well. We've got a merch store with some oh, um, yes. goodies in. If you want to have a look at Something Absolutely. with our logo and uh, our cartoon faces on. Then have a yes, look at yes. that as well in the description of the YouTube comments. Um, the YouTube version of this. this podcast. We'll be for back sure. next time. So thank you for listening and we'll say goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. Bye.